Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Today's reading comes from Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So just before we set out on today's content, a shout out to all of those who are listening uh, that are not currently married. It is not lost on me that we are in the middle of what will be uh, 19 days focused on the topic of marriage. And while each day certainly has uh, applicable truths to all relationships, I think we also need to recognize that for many these past few days, and if you're still listening, if you're unmarried, love you, I love that you're listening. Uh, we have to admit that many of these days may have brought up emotions or reactions uh, within us that that may be hard. It may be a bit of a wrestling. So whether you're single hoping to be married or if you're married and hoping to be single, we know that any conversation around our relationships can be a tricky one. And when it comes specifically to singleness, of course, we have to acknowledge that for many, their experience of being valued and cared for and esteemed within a church community has not always been awesome. And when it comes to singleness, of course, we have to acknowledge that for many, their experience of being valued, cared for, and esteemed within a church community has not always been awesome. I know I'm in danger of getting up topic here, but I think we can all agree that our identity as sons and daughters of God does not level up or down depending on your marital status. Singleness is clearly affirmed in the Bible. It's called a gift, and we see it faithfully modeled by many in Scripture, nonetheless by our Lord Jesus Christ himself. And while it is good for us to pursue marriage, marriage is a good thing for sure. It's one of the ways that we can showcase covenantal love. Um, it's really a pressure cooker for discipleship. It can bring us a sense of happiness. Yes to all these things. Uh, but God never intended marriage to be everything. In fact, if we are positioning our current marriage or our hope for a marriage to be the answer to all of our problems, then we are in serious trouble. Um, there was a study conducted not that long ago by Duke ethics professor Stanley Hauerhouse in which he famously made this point. He put it like this, uh, destructive to marriage is the self-fulfillment ethic that assumes marriage and the family are primary institutions of personal fulfillment necessary for us to become whole and happy. So the whole Jerry Maguire, you complete me uh, thing, as romantic as it sounds, is, is not actually very helpful. Because <laughs> when we look for completion of ourselves outside of anything and any person outside of the person of Jesus, then we will always be disappointed. And when that thing or that person lets you down, not if, but when that thing or person lets you down, you'll be crushed. And often you'll carry that wound of unrealistic expectation into the next relationship. Now, today's reading does have some great practical advice, biblical advice, 
things to consider as one seeks out a spouse. And these are all great things. Absolutely. Look for a believer. That should go without saying. You want to find somebody with a commonality in your faith. That's the foundational, most important thing. Look for someone who doesn't just share your faith, but look for somebody who who kind of spurs you on, whose spiritual character is one that you admire. You want to get advice from others about your own readiness for marriage. You want to maintain your identity in Christ as primary. These are all super, super helpful. Uh, but this list got me thinking, as I'm assuming, as we've been journeying on several days of marriage, that the majority of us that might be listening are in the married category. I just think that might be true. And it got me thinking that uh, in church, I've heard all these lists about you know how to make the most of your singleness, and they're all really great, valuable, valuable thing for sure. But I've never heard a list for married people. <laughs> Like, what could our role be? What could it look like in being a encouragement? That's the operative word, an encouragement, a relational asset, a friend to our single friends. And so I just randomly started writing things down here. It, it may be helpful. It may not. Uh, but let's just see how it goes. Just five things I wrote down here, ways for, for married people that we can encourage our single friends. Firstly, don't assume that your single friends only want to talk about being single. <laughs> They're not single people. They are people. And when we approach them with a constraint around their relation, relational status, then we really diminish the value of that person. There's so much more to the person than their singleness. There's so much more to the person than than being married. We don't assume that they only want to talk about being single. There's so much more to explore, so much more of their discipleship or their character than their relationship status. Number two, don't assume that you know what's best for the other person. You know, really, the little jokes, the little stabs that we make uh, to people, the... Um, you know, I found the perfect person for you kind of jokes, and this is the person you need to look for. You know, don't assume that that's what that other person is looking for. Now, in the right context, of course, people may want suggestions and they, they may very well want to meet your friend and be set up, but don't assume that you know it's best for the other person. Please don't lead with that. It's not helpful. Number three, married people, don't assume that your single friends don't want to hang out with you and your other married coupled friends. Uh, some of the greatest um, small groups that my wife and I have been a part of have been mixed groups where, yes, there were married people, there were unmarried people. And we found some of the great vibrancy in our discussions came around not our commonality in our relationships, but in the diversity of our relationships. And I think too often we set up our friendships and I think even actually sometimes our discipleship and we make our affinity, our relationship context, the primary thing. And we actually miss out on the wider beauty and diversity of, of community when we do that. And so married folks, guess what? You don't just always have to have married nights, <laughs> invite your single friends over. It's a great way to um, get to know others in diversity. Number four, don't assume just because someone is single that they have more time on their hands to serve. I know that I've done this, and I think we do this sometimes in, in, in the church where we think, okay, you're single, so you're not, quote unquote, as busy as me. You have more free time on your hand so that I can depend upon you. I can ask you to do everything that's needed. You know, you're going to be the person that, I, that that's the go-to to all the serve projects and, every, and everything else. And, and when we do that, again, we minimize the person based on their relational context. 
You know, these are little subtle things that we can do that are really not helpful. They can often be devaluing, even when we mean it from a well-intended place. And number five, um, maybe the top one, never ask the question, how are you still single? We, we may mean that as a compliment, but I can tell you it's never received as a compliment. <laughs> And so married folks, we are charged. We are meant to be examples, encouragement to those that are are single and to form relationships with those that are single, not as projects, but as people to love. And so how are we utilizing our marriages in a compelling way, in a way that showcases the profound depth and the love of the gospel in our marriages that actually draws other people in towards this desire to be married. Now, I love the prayer at the end of today's reading, and I'm just going to read it over us as a collective prayer as we close out today. Lord, marriage is a great good, but it is not the ultimate good. And because our enjoyment of your love is so weak, we become too desperate and therefore also too fearful of marriage. Lord, there are many not finding marriage who should, and many who you have called to singleness who are discouraged by it. God, I pray that by your Spirit, you would help us in whatever relational state we may find ourselves in, that we might reflect your goodness and your glory to those around us. We pray these things by your Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.